0: You're listening to the Upper Room Frisco podcast. To learn more about your Frisco, please visit UpperRoomFrisco.com. So I know that in, a, in, a, in a crowd like this, we're, we probably have people who have never heard a teaching about demons. We have in this room probably people who have heard dozens of teachings about demons and deliverance. In this room, we probably have people who um, are are skeptical, and that's okay, that you've never seen it. And in this room, we probably have people who have seen dozens of um, demons manifest through a person and seen healing and freedom come. Um, If you would be so brave, uh, by show of hands, who has seen a demonic manifestation and like a, a power encounter? Wow. I mean, keep them up. Thank you, Jesus. You guys know um, that 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 is the kingdom of God advancing. Jesus said, if I drive out demons by the power of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. It actually says, if I drive out demons by the finger of God. I love that imagery because it's God like, (laughs) boop. and it, it, that's how powerful our lord is and so demonic deliverance is like entry level kingdom coming if the kingdom is coming in someone's life in some in a city in in a region even you're going to see darkness exposed and when darkness is exposed it often flips out a little bit because it realizes that it's losing its power to hide the enemy is only empowered because he is able to hide and so if we have areas in our life where there's like a, uh, let's say your heart is a house and you've got a closed closet or you've got some area, some trauma, some, something that's going on in your heart that, it, that there hasn't been light allowed in there, yet if the door starts to crack and, and open and, and the light of God begins to shine in that area, you might feel emotionally triggered It's a good thing because it means that the enemy is losing his ability to stay there. It means that light is increasing. Um, Probably a lot of us would think that it's not a good idea to manifest a demon at Sunday morning church, but it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like you just got it. Like, you know what I mean? It's not like you showed up to church and, and suddenly had some sort of spiritual oppression. That spiritual oppression has been with you, with that person for a, a, a long, long time. They just finally came into an environment, environment where there's power present to get rid of it. Yeah. It's great news. It means that the kingdom of heaven is advancing in our lives. I love the feeling of freedom. And, um, you know, I... I Everybody has been touched by this. Um, So we're probably familiar or have heard the term demon-possessed. Well, I want to tell you, in the Greek, the the more appropriate definition or interpretation is demonized. It's not demon-possessed. It's demonized because it really has to do with the level of influence that the enemy has over a person. And so... um, All of us have been touched by this. The most basic level of demonization is temptation. It's the enemy whispering a thought into your head. And it's a bad thought, right? We've all experienced it. Do you know who else has experienced it? Jesus. Jesus had to deal with it. We know that he had no sin in him, right? But he was tempted, that's good news for us because it doesn't mean that we have sin in us that we're being tempted. That's great news. Um, so I like to, I like to use the, the term terminology demonized or or oppressed or influenced because it's just more appropriate. And then basically every conversation or teaching or podcast I've ever heard where they try to pull apart when someone is demon possessed. or or just demon-oppressed, it just ends up in conjecture. There's no biblical uh, doctrine or teaching that would support a demon either being next to someone, on top of someone, in someone. They're non-spatial beings. So arguing about whether they're in or on someone doesn't really make sense. What does make sense is talking about what level of control or influence that spirit has over someone. Um, so I'll give you an example of most, most demonization starts off as a bad choice most of the time. And it's, it's, you know, you're, you've paid your taxes right for years, but this one tax season, you decide you're going to tell a little lie, and it it means you're going to hold back $500. You're going to keep $500 back that you actually owe the government, but you want that $500. And you've seen so many people get away with it. This is the first time you've ever done it. And so you've stolen or held back $500 from the U.S. government, and it was a bad choice. It's, It's not exposed. You never get audited. But in the weeks that follow, in the months that follow, you find it harder to give offerings, be generous, give tithes. You find uh, a stronger temptation to um, to swindle, even. Or if you know the the barista gives you a, an extra dollar back that you weren't supposed to get, you used to be the kind of person who said, "Hey, I think you gave me an, a dollar too much in change." But now you're like, "I'm a dollar richer," and and lo and behold, 20, 30, 40 years down the road, that's how someone ends up being a, um, a recluse miser, hoarding money, thinking that everybody's trying to steal from them. And they have uh, 30, 40 years down the road, entered a level of demonization where they've, they are very much uh, controlled by an evil spirit. And it started off 30 years ago of him just, you know, uh, fudging his, his taxes, but now he's to the point where he's agreed with this thing, given it so much influence over his life that he doesn't actually have that much free will anymore. Uh, so this is, a, this is an interesting topic um, with, um, when it comes to handing over our free will to something else. Here's the good news. If you make decisions for <laughs> righteousness... Habitual decision, decisions for righteousness and handing over your will to the Holy Spirit, 30, 40 years down the road, the Lord will always know what kind of choice you'll make. Right. You'll be like a slave to righteousness. Right. You'll, be controlled by, you'll be compelled by the love of God. You summon what you serenade. You take on the nature of what you nurture. Does that make sense? Okay. I'm getting way ahead of myself. Let me look at my notes here. Uh, so why is Jeremy talking about demons? Demons. Um, simply Jesus did Jesus talked about demons and he dealt with them very often why else do I want to talk about demons tonight uh, because uh, the church is for training and equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry Ephesians four eleven through 13 says that he gave some to be apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers to do uh, the, to tra- train and equip the saints to do the work of the ministry and so I would not be a good trainer and equipper if I didn't at least give us a base knowledge of how to deal with demons because we are going to deal with demons in our life. Now, a, a lot of people have this fear that, you know, if you get into a church that talks about demons, it just gets crazy, it draws in, you know. It, and I want to tell you something it's true. And I want to tell you why. Because if you know how to deal with darkness in a compassionate way, the Lord will entrust the hearts of his oppressed children to you. You will see people just drawn to you just like they were drawn to Jesus because you have a compassionate heart that knows how to deal with these issues in people's lives. You will see an increase of people manifesting these issues Unseen spirits, these critters of <laughs> these fallen beings that are completely bent on twisting your image into their image. See, we—I mentioned that we take on the nature of what we nurture. Like that is a, that is a good thing. We, as we behold Jesus, we look more like Him. But if we if we give our lives over to a, a fallen being, we will look more like them and act like more like them. You guys with me? Yeah. All right. I feel like some of y'all are still nervous. Maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, this is really, really normal stuff. In the last year, I've had six people, at least, that I can just remember, six people demonstrably manifest a, a demon on me. Like, I, I, I they, they were acting either like animals or enraged or out of control towards me simply because I'm an ambassador of Jesus. So just, it's, it's not even, I wouldn't even call it a gifting. It's, it's like second nature. It's your new nature. Jesus said, these, si- those who believe, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. These signs will follow those who believe. Um, Okay, so there's some some Christians that that think that there is really no such thing as spiritual warfare anymore, that there there aren't these encounters with light and darkness, that we don't have to deal with demons. And and really, I don't entirely know how they come to those conclusions, and so I don't want to make fun of them whatsoever. But um, I would just simply ask the question, well, where did the demons go? Like Jesus dealt with him, His disciples dealt with him, and we don't have any sign at all that they like disappeared somehow. We have quite the opposite, actually. Even in the secular world, most people uh, think that there are um, vile creatures in the, in the unseen realm. So um, last time I taught on demons, uh, I was with the residency in Dallas. And as I finish the teaching, no joke, I get a text message. I look at it, and it says, Jeremy, we need you in the prayer room. Someone's manifesting a demon. (laughs) It was like just, it was a sign from God that we were going in the right direction. Uh, And so I I go into the the, the prayer room, and there's this man in, um, he's probably about 60 years old, and he, is, he looks super anxious and just um, not acting super normal. And I, I just go up to him and I gently just say, hey, I, I heard that you were looking for someone to, to pray with you. Uh, I want to let you know I, I have about 15 minutes, which isn't much time. I apologize, but I have an appointment I really do have to get to. But I have 15 minutes I want to spend with you and just you know, hear what's going on. And he said, please don't leave me in this state. I, I I need help. I need help. So just don't don't leave me like this. And and I said, well, I, I'm going to pray. And I do believe that the Lord is going to bring you some some healing and breakthrough. And so um, he be. I I I had a friend with me. That this is like deliverance 101. Don't do it alone. Have someone with you. Um, there are many reasons which we'll, we'll get back to later, but I had um, my good friend Mufa with me and we asked this guy to come into um, this just this hallway because I could tell that, it, that he was most likely going to get loud and we were in a prayer room um, and I didn't want him to be embarrassed. The enemy wants to shame people. And so um, I didn't want him to, to feel any shame or be embarrassed and so I asked him to come into this back hallway and uh, I'm just standing in front of him, you know, at a, at a safe talking distance. And um, and he just started saying uh, things like, I'm a, I'm, an, I'm a nasty person. You don't know the things that I've done. If you knew the things that I've done, you wouldn't even want to talk to me. And then he would turn back to more in his right mind, and he would say, don't leave me like this. Don't leave me like this. Um, and there was foul language and yelling, and he was acting a little bit like an animal is... Um, is it okay that I'm talking like this? I'd, if there's any children, I really don't want to scare anyone. But his just his tongue was whipping around, and and then he looked like he was going to take a swing at me, and I said, "In the name of Jesus, you won't touch me." And his arms went back, and um, me and Mufa were standing there, and um, <clears throat> so I just uh, I I by discernment and just by listening to him, I, I, we, I wanted to address rage and anger. And, and so I said, hey, would you mind um, just verbally repenting for agreeing with rage and anger, asking God to forgive you and calling on the name of Jesus? He could not get the words out. It took him like about 90 seconds of struggling to get the, the words out. And when he did, he like relaxed and both Mufa and I felt like just a, a almost like a, a release, like he, that, the guy just got some breakthrough um, now it, i I wanted to be very um, open with you guys i i don 't think that he experienced all the freedom that he needed he 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 was still in a situation where he needed ongoing counseling um, and and help and prayer and that 's an Another thing, uh, often if someone is demonized, it's not just spiritual. There are several things going on. Um, they probably do need to go um, uh, seek uh, professional counsel. Um, there could be things going on there in their health. It, it's, it's, it's wise to do like triage and ask a lot of questions. Like what's going on? What physical things are going on in your body? Have you been to counseling? Would you Would you consider going to counseling regularly? Because the lord can bring freedom from a spiritual stronghold but often there are there's there's follow up a, a lot of follow up that's often needed for a lot of people but the opposite is also true there are some people who just get st- like one hundred percent overhaul i 've seen it happen where it 's like they get healed of something in their body their their mental uh, issues uh, dissolve, and this um, this voice in their head is gone, and they 're just in love with Jesus and running full speed after him. Um, we had um, a girl like that come to come to me um, this was probably three years ago. I, I had this string of foot healings. I would pray for people's feet, and they would get healed. It was really weird. And it all happened in, in, like, January, three or four years ago. And so, like, it was bizarre. I just had all this faith. If you have, like, flat feet, if you have, like, bunions, whatever, I'm going to pray for your feet, <laughs> and we're going to heal them. It was, it was really weird. You, <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> So this girl finds out that I've been, like, healing feet, emails me, and says, I've had these this burning sensation, these needles, like it feels like needles in my feet. I have to wear these crazy orthopedic shoes. Would you please pray for me? And I said, yeah, I will pray for you um, if you come to um, church to this specific room tomorrow at this specific time. Because I was leading a ministry school and I wanted to turn it into a teaching moment. And so she came in and um, I invited her in, and we were all super kind to her, and she was super willing because she wanted this pain in her feet to go. And so I sat her on a stool, and I had my students around. and I said, "Okay, so this is how we, we this is how we pray for you know the sick. We, we're gonna we're gonna pray for them, and then ask them you know if they feel a difference in their body." And I began to pray, but then I started to feel um, I just just discerned that there was some sort of disturbance in the spirit realm. Um, have you guys, you guys know what I'm talking about? It's not, okay. So I just felt like there was something else going on. I asked the Lord what it was and I just got a word of knowledge. And I said, I feel like you're the first believer in your family and the rest of your family is into Eastern religion. And she said, yes, that's exactly right. And I said, well, this is, um, this is the enemy. Um, you know, putting all this pain in your feet because he wants to make your new walk with the Lord miserable. And I said, but I do think that we can heal you. If we, if we can deal with some of the spiritual stuff first, I think that you'll get healing in your feet. And so um, I got her permission and then I started to address any kind of um, spirits unseen, you know, in the unseen realm. And um, when I did that, then she started jutting her head around there were growls coming out of her. And then this voice that was deeper than it should have been said, we're not coming out. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I laughed, actually. I said, yeah, you are. And, but I didn't want to make a scene. I, I, hate make, I, I hate embarrassing anyone. And so I, I said, um, sweetheart, do you realize that there are animal growls and weird voices coming out of you? And she said, oh, no, really? what is that? <laughs> I said, don't worry, don't be afraid. Uh, I just think that there's some spiritual res- residual spiritual oppression. But if you go into this room with these three young women and you repent verbally for some things that they're going to pray with you about, I believe that the power will be broken and you'll get healing in your feet. And so I sent her with three trustworthy women into another room. In fact, um, Allie Davenport, who plays keys usually, was one of them. And, um, and so they, they took her to the other room and prayed together um, as women. And then um, I, I heard that she got healed that day, but um, I got an email from her like six weeks, maybe two weeks later, and uh, she said... Um, that day, the pain that I had in my feet for years left and never came back. And uh, she wanted to be a student in our ministry school. And she was really excited because she could wear high heels again. Like, She had the ugliest orthopedic shoes. <laughs> and she was just a pretty young lady that needed to wear heels. So anyway, she was very excited about her, um, her new walk with the Lord. Okay, everybody hanging with me? Cool. Um, Sorry, I just feel like the flow of the Holy Spirit, and so I'm I'm covering a bunch of my notes in a different order, but I have a a PowerPoint up here um, that we're going to go through. Can you um, do a slide change for me? Um, I mentioned this earlier, but the enemy is insanely jealous of you because you have been given the image and likeness, and authority of Jesus. He wanted the glory that you were given. And so he just, he just hates that you look like Jesus, that you love like Jesus, that you're destined for glory. Uh, he's the one who wanted to uh, ascend on high and make himself like God. Um, and so that's, jealousy is actually um, a really, really powerful um, witchcraft um, Joseph's brothers threw him in the well because of jealousy. Saul tried to kill David because of jealousy. And it actually says that the core motivation of the Pharisees uh, to kill Jesus uh, was jealousy. It was out of envy that they crucified our Lord. Um, James 3.16 says that for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every evil thing. You know, the Bible doesn't exaggerate where jealousy exists there's every evil thing i mean that's that's a radical statement in this day and age where jealousy or envy is is just considered uh, a normal part of life but jealousy is or envy is is like the opposite of gratefulness it is it, and and what we don't realize when, when we're jealous or envious of someone is a, a, a witchcraft or a delusion comes over our mind to the point where we can justify slandering them, doing horrible, like wishing horrible things, like why them and not me type stuff. And it is, it's, it's, um, it's nasty. Um, so uh, jealousy can be a place that um, afflicts Christians. Um, Can you do a slide change for me? This is a verse out of Isaiah 14 talking about um, the fall of Lucifer, um, who would be, you know, the the chief of all fallen beings. Um, It says, how you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn, you've been cast down to the earth. You who once laid low the nations, you said in your heart, this is is the, the mindset of our enemy. I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God, and I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly on the utmost high heights of Mount Zaphon. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Are you guys familiar with that verse um, out of Philippians where Jesus, it's talking about Jesus who being in very nature god did not consider equality with god something to be grasped but emptied himself and being found in the appearance of a man he humbled himself to death even death on a cross so the highest god like yahweh he is our lord the uncreated one had such a love and for us and humility that he left the highest heights and came to lowest in order to bring us up with him. Satan, he actually wants to do the exact opposite. He wants to ascend to the highest place and receive all the praise and glory, okay? Verse 15, but you are brought down to the realm of the dead, to the depths of the pit. Um, <clears throat> okay, so I mentioned earlier how we can take on the... the nature of what we nurture we can end up acting exactly like the uh, evil spirit that is influencing us. Uh, in Psalm 115, it talks about idols, and it says that those who make them become like them, so do all who trust in them. Um, there is a, there's a really strong verse proof for this, and it's in Luke 11, um, where... Uh, Yes, in Luke 11, it says that Jesus was driving out a demon that was mute. Did you guys ever catch that before? It was a mute demon. Jesus was driving out a demon that was mute. And when he had driven him out, the man who was mute was able to speak. And so that man actually took on the, uh, the nature of that spirit. Isn't that fascinating? Um, this plays out in, a, in, true, in other very true ways. Uh, a very common affliction across America right now is anxiety. <sighs> Just breathe deep. So, um, anxiety is actually an anxious demon. That demon is saying, "I don't belong here. If these people knew who I was, if, if these people know really knew who I am, they wouldn't want to be around me. I'm a failure. I got to get out of this place." And what? That is actually a demon saying that but you are close enough to it and agreeing with it enough that that you can actually hear his thoughts and it sounds just like your own. Does that make sense? Um, I'm not going to tell that story because there's children in the room, but there are people who um, are are so demonized over the years that they actually end up physically looking like the spirit that they've been worshiping. Um, Okay. No Christian should fear Satan. Can you do a slide change for us? Um, I want to say that the opposite is true. Um, We all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. We are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is spirit. First John 3, 2 says that we will be like him because we will see him as he is. So we're taking on his Beautiful nature, His beautiful image in increasing glory. Amen. Amen. Um, there should be, uh, let's do a slide change. There should be absolutely no fear. The um, I already covered this, but um, neither Jesus nor any of His apostles uh, demonstrated any fear whatsoever when dealing with the enemy. Um, but they did, however, have a level of respect. For um, Satan's evil power in First Peter five eight, um, that's what it says. And um, in Second Corinthians two nine, it says that um, Paul is saying that we are aware of the enemy's evil schemes. Um, and in Second Peter two and in Jude verses eight through ten, um, it indicates that um, we should never mock the enemy. Uh, or revile him. Um, And a really good verse for that is is right there. It says, um, even the archangel Michael didn't raise a a word of rebuke against Lucifer or against, like one of these mighty high up, you know, principalities. The, the archangel Michael didn't directly rebuke him, but he said, the Lord rebuke you. And so, again, our authority, our power, our, like, is is from the name of Jesus. It's, it's brother bear behind us, roaring. <clears throat> okay? Okay, can you do a slide change? Um, we've talked about this before, um, but when you manifest something, it's just making evident of something that used to be hidden. It's bringing something out into the light. That's what manifest means. Um, and what we are called to prompt, like do is just manifest the Lord. Who's hidden in your boat? Holy Ghost. Christ in us, the hope of glory. So we walk around manifesting Jesus. But um, um, a lot of us, including me, I just want to say that I've been delivered more than a $3 pizza. I, there is... <laughs> I've had, I've had, dem, like, I've had demonic problems in my life. I really have. Uh, I just want to create an atmosphere of, like, vulnerability, and, like, there's, there's no shame in this room. There's no shame, fear, or control in this room whatsoever. I mean, I, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I had a I had a homosexual warlock from a witch's coven put a curse on me where I had for 30 nights straight the most disgusting, terrifying nightmares. So this stuff is real. And 30 nights in, I was so sick of what was going on. I was like, Lord, what is this? And he said, this person put a curse on you, but you can break it. And so I said, I break this curse in the name of Jesus. No joke. It was every night for 30 nights. I hated going to sleep. Because I knew these nightmares would come back. The most disgusting, vile things would would fill my head at night. But I, I broke it, and it, and it ended that that moment. I never had another one. So there's there's power, even even if you're like alone. A lot of times we do need someone with us, you know, agreeing. And especially when you're confessing, there's increased just power for cleansing when you're bringing something out into the light. But okay, moving on. Um, Slide change. Um, this is about the demoniac named Legion. You can read about it in Mark 5. We're not going to read it tonight for, for time's sake. Can you do another slide change and another? Okay, so Jesus cast the demons into a herd of pigs, and the herd of pigs ran down a hill and drowned themselves in a bunch of water, and this is a ridiculous cartoon um, to illustrate that moment just to lighten the mood. Okay, next, <laughs> next slide. Uh, okay, so I really like this, uh, I love this chapter right here. So Jesus is actually in the region of Tyre, because he is actually tired. Um, he's trying to hide his presence from everyone, because he just wants to chill. Uh, he, he, it actually says he doesn't want his presence to be known, but, but this woman finds him somehow, just sniffs him out, because she has a, a daughter that's just horribly afflicted by a demon, And I love this verse because um, it it just illustrates my point earlier that hurting people can just smell the Lord on you. They'll find you. If you have compassion and and a working knowledge of how to deal with darkness, hurting people will find you. Um, uh, Psalm 34 (laughs) verse 18 says that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. He's just... He's drawn to the broken ones, you guys. Uh, some of you parents um, in, in this room have probably had a, a, a child afflicted with something. I'm not even talking about demonic, it just like a, a sickness or a, a learning disorder or whatever. I mean, think about the lengths that you went to for this oppressed little one of yours. Like your, your thoughts are, uh, are occupied by how to get this child Healed, and that's the Lord with us. He's thinking, where can I take this oppressed one? Where they're gonna get healing? What what body of believers? What person can I take this person to so that they can finally get free? That's his mindset on this stuff. Okay. Okay, do a slide change for me. I already covered this. We know that um, we are going to drive out demons. Welcome to the club. It's going to be a blast. Okay, next slide. <clears throat> These are open doors. These are demonic inroads. Um, for um, They're often ways that demonic forces gain influence in our life. Um, okay, so I... This is a very just rudimentary basic teaching on uh, demons and demonization. What I wanna do next since we've got a little bit of time is actually take you through a really simple prayer that uh, I hope that you can just kinda use as a tool. I hope it just gives you some verbiage to help other people. But also um, tonight what we're gonna do is we're going to verbally break agreement with one stronghold um, and I'm, I'm gonna choose fear. We're gonna break agreement with fear together. (laughs) You excited? Okay, we're all together. It's like group deliverance. Okay, and again, I want every time I do this, I experience a new level of freedom. So like, don't be like, oh, you know, I I I just don't want people to see me freak out. I don't want like this. Don't worry about that. Like, freedom is just amazing, and um, and so we're gonna go through a prayer together. Now, um, I've got a ministry team. So here's, here's how we just make this super fun and super safe and super comfortable. Um, we're, we're going to speak the names of these associated demons out, break agreement with them, and if you start to feel uh, like a, an emotional trigger or an inordinate amount of response at one of these things, if you start to feel a little bit of like, tre- like tremoring or going on or... or uh, having a difficult time, like keeping it together, just raise your hand. One of us will just come over. We'll pray with you. Um, I like to create an environment where demons don't get to win. Okay. (laughs) Like they just don't. So, um, yeah, uh, uh, any, any evil spirit In this room, you have no authority to shame or embarrass any of my brothers and sisters. This is a domain that is completely under the authority and sanctioning of Yahweh. The blood of Jesus covers everyone in this room. Okay? So um, can you go to the next slide? Okay, so this is going to take just a moment of practice, but don't worry, we will get this. Because we're going to say this all out loud together. And it's important that we actually say it because um, spirit in Hebrew is uh, wind. And so we're going to exercise our will and release wind from our lungs and tell that wind to get out of here. Okay? Um, so we're actually going to say also just keep your eyes open, um, Sometimes spirits will literally put someone to sleep in order to keep uh, influence in their life, in order to keep access to someone's life. I've seen someone literally fall asleep right in the middle of praying out loud. And it almost happened to me. I, I went through um, a week of um, intensive, like group deliverance, and I almost fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> What's that?: Oh yeah. A- Ashley said, um, burping and yawning is also a. a Often a good sign of just things going away. Cool. All right. How you guys feel? All right. I'm trying to find my uh, my whole list. <clears throat> okay. So notice that first line. It says, "I confess the sins of my ancestors." Um, that's because. Uh, often there is, it's not even your fault. Like you were born into a family where the the father or grandfather had some sort of addiction or propensity towards sin. Well, that demon doesn't wanna go find another place. It's just gonna keep afflicting that family and you happen to be born into that family, okay? Um, There are also, uh, Jesus dealt with a man who brought forward a young boy, who is so demonized that the, the demon would throw this boy into fire and into water, and it, it's just a crushing type spirit on this young boy. How did a young boy get that demonized? I mean, so there are times when demonization is almost inherited, or it, it comes into someone's life by trauma done to them, Okay. So it's not always that you're just agreeing with darkness and get to the point that you're demonized. It most often is, but sometimes it's just trauma or just the, the family that you're born into. Cool? So we're going um, to say this together. That first blank line is going to be fear. And then after we say including, I'm going to list associated demons and you just say them out loud. Sound fun? Okay, we're all going to pray it at the same time. So, three, two, one. I confess sins of my ancestors, my parents, and my own sin of fear, including anxiety, Anxiety. bewilderment, Bewilderment. burden, Burden. dread, Dread. harassment, Harassment. heaviness, Heaviness. horror, horror, intimidation, Oversensitivity, Oversensitivity. paranoia, Paranoia. phobia, Phobia. superstition, Superstition. terror, Terror. timidity, Timidity. torment, Torment. worry, Worry. fear of authorities, fear of being abused, fear of being being alone, Fear alone. Fear fear of being attacked, fear of being a victim. Fear of being wrong, fear of conflict, fear of death, fear of demons, fear of exposure, fear of failure, fear of the future, fear of heart attack, fear of inadequacy, fear of infirmities, fear of intimacy, fear of looking stupid, Fear of losing, oh, sorry, fear of losing control. Fear of loss, fear of man, fear of marriage, fear of performing, fear of poverty, fear of punishment, fear of rejection, fear of sexual inadequacy, fear of submission. Fear of, success, fear of success, fear of the unknown, fear of the unknown. and fear of, fear of violence. Now, if there's some specific phobia or fear that you have, just speak it out. Just break agreement with it. It could be fear of, fear of cancer. It wasn't listed. Fear of infirmity is, but I know fear of cancer, a lot of people deal with it. It's funny. I actually burped when I said fear of being attacked. Okay, next slide. Three, two, one. I choose to forgive and release my ancestors as well as all others who have influenced me for these sins and curses and for the consequences in my life. I forgive, so now be specific, actually name people who have influenced you for fear. Be your family members it could be a boss it could be a an ex an ex boss or significant other anyone who's attacked you anyone who's just hurt you caused fear in your life just name them out let them off the hook right now holy spirit bring anyone to mind that we just need to name and let off the hook just completely forgive them Okay, next slide, three, two, one. I ask you to forgive me, Lord, for these sins, for yielding to them and to the curses. I receive your forgiveness. On the basis of your forgiveness, I choose to forgive myself for entering into these sins. Next slide, three, two, one. I renounce the sins and curses of fear. I break these powers from my life and from the lives of my descendants through the redemptive work of Christ on the cross. I receive God's freedom from these sins and from the resulting curses. Next slide. Keep going. In the name of Jesus, I renounce and break all agreements with the demons of fear. I command you to leave me now based on the finished work of Christ on the cross and my authority as a believer. Fear, go. Now say this after me. Anxiety, go. go. Bewilderment, go. go. Burden, go. go. Dread, go. Harassment, go. Go. Harassment, go. Heaviness go. Heaviness go. Horror go. Horror go. Intimidation go. Intimidation go. Oversensitivity go. Oversensitivity, go. Paranoia, go. Paranoia go. Phobia, go, phobia go, superstition go, superstition, go. Terror, go. terror go, timidity go, timidity, go. torment go. Tormean, go. Worry, go, worry go, fear of authorities, go. Fear of, authorities go. Fear of being abused, go, fear of being abused go, fear of being alone go, fear of being, alone, go. Fear of being attacked go. Fear of being attacked, go. Fear of being a victim, go. Fear of being a victim go. Fear of being wrong, go. Fear of being wrong, go. Fear of conflict, go. Fear of conflict go. Fear of death, go. Fear of death go. Fear of demons, go. Fear of demons go. Fear of exposure, go. Fear of exposure go. Fear of failure go. Fear of failure go. Fear of the future, go. Fear of the future go. Fear of heart attack, go. Fear of inadequacy, go. Fear of infirmities, go. Fear of intimacy, go. Fear of intimacy, go. Fear of looking stupid, go. Fear of losing control, go. Fear of loss, go. Fear of man, go. Fear of marriage, go. Fear of performing, go. Fear of poverty, go. Fear of punishment, go. Fear of rejection, go. Fear of sexual inadequacy, go. Fear of sexual inadequacy, go. Fear of submission, go. Fear of of success, go. Fear of of the unknown, go. Fear of of violence, go. go. All fear, get out of here. (laughs) Every single demon associated with fear, get out of our lives. In the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, He has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power of love, of sound mind. He has given me a spirit of adoption. I am a son. I cry out, Abba, Father. All fear, all worry, go in Jesus' name. Anxiety be broken by the blood of Jesus. We thank you for new levels of freedom from fear in our lives.